Hey, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we start this next episode, I have a quick question for you. How do you feel about being subpoenaed in your private practice? If you have any fear, sense of dread, or worry, you are not alone. Please join us for our upcoming training with Nicole Stoller-Peterson on mastering your subpoena process in private practice. It's going to be an amazing training to help build your confidence, to help you serve your clients better, and to take out the guesswork when it comes to being subpoenaed in your private practice. All you need to do is go to zinnime.com and check out the training there. You will also get a recording if you sign up. We can't wait to see you there. I know some of the times when you see another therapist, you're like, can I pick your brain? Well, this is, they've given an hour of their time to share their stories. Um, and we're very, very grateful. If you're a business schooler in here and we didn't bring you in earlier, we might have missed you. Please raise your hand and let us know. Um, but let's go ahead and get started. I have my laptop here too, so I can kind of track chat. So if I'm looking away, <laughs> this is what is happening. Yes. So I'm going to start, um, we're, we'll have a little round robin of people sharing just in like one to two minutes, a little bit about their starting a private practice journey to help and inspire you and give you some, um, some things. I see someone saying, I'm trying to break out a better help to start my own practice at some point. Hopefully, uh, we got some people that may be able to speak to that today or, uh, provide you some encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought we would have a little bit of fun that way. So Let's go ahead. Um, for those of you who are going to share, just share your name, location, your specialty, um, and then what you want to give is like your uh, your give back to the people that are here. I'm going to start with Jackie. We need some good old Jackie energy to uh, kick <laughs> us off. <laughs> hey, y'all. Sex therapist Jackie. Shameless Jackie. She, her, here is. I am a sex therapist in Minnesota. So I say y'all because it's more inclusive. I'm not from Texas. So don't get it twisted. Um, <laughs> shamelesstherapy.org is my website. Started my private practice in October of last year. Um, I was in a previous group practice doing it all. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it all for myself. So I chose me first um, over anyone else. And I am a sex therapist, sexual wellness coach, and holistic healer. I use a lot of mind, body, soul approach in my practices. And that's where I'm at with this private practice adventure. And I'm loving every fucking minute of it. I'm cussed too, (laughs) in case you don't know. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Con. Hi, everyone. um, I'm in Long Beach, California. And um. Jackie, I'm still like thinking about everything you just said. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. (laughs) I have to talk now. Um, Let's see. I I specialize with uh, non-binary and immigrant folks um, and do consultation. And let's see, I've been in private practice actually for a really long time, but I didn't um, go on my own until Zinimi doing like their free stuff and then boot camp and then tap and just like they really helped me kind of take off to the point where I'm like thinking about how to pivot in my business 
um, and what other things I can do, uh, which I'm figuring out. Um, and it feels really good to have that support here. Awesome. Thank I you, Con. I can't wait to see what's going Yeah, happen. it's birthing. Sometimes that birthing <laughs> yeah. process is very painful. <laughs> uh, it's actually, it's been really fun. It's been yeah. fun in the, that I'm calling creative ideation. I want to use ideation a different way. And I love it. So it's been, yeah, it's been. Okay, I like it. I like it. All Alita right. joined us too. Yeah, Phoebe. Hi, I'm Phoebe Bass. I have, um, am pre-licensed in California and Colorado. So I see clients in person in Monrovia, California, and I have a virtual practice in Colorado. And that um, really came about in the last, well, starting the lift just over a year ago um, because I think because of what I found in business school that enabled me to do that. Um, and let's see, I specialize in trauma um, and working with folks in um, non-conventional relationships, which includes ethical non-monogamy, kink. Um, yeah. Uh, did I miss anything? I'm feeling very <laughs> nervous this morning. <laughs> I love what, what I love. It, it's so unique, right? Like in California, you can't own your own practice. Not as an But associate. in Colorado, you can. <laughs> I mean, it's something pretty special that you're doing, you know, and making it work for you. I yeah. love that. Thank you. And, and I want to really thank you. <laughs> obviously, we have we'll have lots of people, but I want you to notice even in just like those three, like how much diversity there is and what we can create as therapists. I think there is so much that happens out in our profession where we get this very narrow box of what we think is possible and what people tell us is possible and what they, we think that we can do. And then it starts to make us feel small. It starts to make us feel less than it starts to make us feel trapped. And then when we start to look at the reality of it and we really start to look around and we go, Oh no, I am not trapped. I, I am not limited. This is a beautiful profession. Um, Madeline, I never know if it's Madeline or Madeline, <laughs> so <laughs> fix my pronunciation, please. No, it is, well, it's Madeline, my mom, um, who is from Puerto Rico says Madeline. Um, so it like my family will say, depending on, <laughs> okay. you know, my Spanish speaking uh, family will say Madeline, awesome. but, um, yeah. Why don't you share a little bit about you? Yeah, so I'm from Florida. I moved here about five years ago, um, born and raised in New Jersey, but then uh, moved to Hawaii for about 16 years. And so got licensed and did my uh, master's program in social work there and then moved to Florida about five years ago. And so I, right now I'm working at a university counseling center um, and just started my side private practice. So I have like one foot at the university counseling center and one foot in private practice. And it's been really hard to juggle all that. And so I just went down to part-time, which is basically I only have Fridays off. And so that's where I'm like, okay, how can I start building my caseload? And then I've been looking into, you know, business coaching because like everyone says, they don't teach you about marketing and all these things um, and how to, you know, have your niche. Um, so I really want to have my niche in working with BIPOC folks. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I specialize in trauma. Um, and so that's been, you know, wanting to be my focus. Um, I do get scared about being 
too narrowed. And then I hear, you know, you hear different things. Um, I think the other piece that's really hard for me is that um, because it's a part-time position, I most likely will not have that position at the end of the spring semester, which is in May. So I'm like, we're here and that, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, am I able to, because I'm the primary breadwinner in my family. Yes. Um, I have two children. So it's really scary and terrifying for me. I've always worked for nonprofit or agencies or institutions. Um, so I'm like terrified and nervous at the same time. Um, so that's why I'm here. Awesome. Oh, Thanks, so glad you're here. Yeah. Noelia. Hi. Hi. I'm happy to be here. It's such a long time now. I know. When did we start working together, Noelia? Yeah, I am. So, guys, I live in Miami. And I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am a hypnotherapist. Uh, I, and I also am a career and wellness coach. And uh, I specialize in individuals, couples, and professionals in midlife crisis. Yeah, midlife. <laughs> midlife, yeah, you help me with that. Do. <laughs> awesome. And what does is, what is your practice look like today? Oh, today? So, oh, you want to, for me to tell me? To just tell just you a little bit. I thought it would be fun. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so today I have a part-time uh, practice. I don't want more than 10 clients. Um, and I full pay, uh, uh, full pay uh, clients. And uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> so I did my website. You helped me a lot. The business uh, school really was incredible for me. Uh, after living 20 years out of the country, having two 14 houses, uh, living so many places in the world and coming back to Miami, I was totally lost. Mm. 20 years, things changed completely. So these two ladies and their awesome team uh, really helped me to get back in track and get the, my, dream, uh, my dream practice. And I'm happy. Awesome. I love and I, it. I'm very grateful to have you. And, uh, and the other good thing, yesterday I was uh, in, the, in your website, website looking for other things because this is a good thing also that we have resources after finishing the program and the resources are so updated. So I see that you guys update uh, yes. and it's really very helpful. Awesome. Thank you, Noelia. Oh my uh, Sarah, you wanna share? All right, so um, I'm Sarah Weand. I am in um, right near um, Hershey, Pennsylvania. And um, I have my private practice. It's completely virtual. And um, I specialize in, um, I'm a DBT therapist. So I, and I specialize in helping people with like really intense emotions and anxiety, kind of like um, deal with the craziness. So they don't feel crazy and um, kind of help them strengthen and maintain relationships that are important to them. So in other words, I help very high functioning borderline personality. Um, individuals. Um, my practice is purposely small. Um, 
I guess, small to the standards of, of, of what society expects us to have. So I'm, I'd be full at 12 um, a week. Um, so I do, um, I provide um, individual psychotherapy and DBT sales training, um, basically the whole kit and caboodle of, of DBT program um, on my own. So um, as far, I, I've been in pri like private practice since 20, I opened the doors 2018. And um, looking back, I was kind of looking back and kind of remembering like how far I've kind of like on this journey through business school and like being part of this like amazing community. And I thought, oh my God, like I really have come a long way. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I, really I know, have. I love it too. Like from like, I don't even know how to show up online to like, what do I do that I'm getting people from California who yeah. are trying to hire me and I'm trying to figure out what to do with that. And like, yeah. wait a second, you know, how do I make sure it's more of the people right near me? Cause I'm creating such an impact for people across the country. Yeah. Thank you. I just got goosebumps thinking about that because you're right. Like, um, how do I even show up as like a DBT therapist in Pennsylvania, let alone like everywhere. You know, I recently had somebody from the UK and the Philippines. It's bizarre. It's like a good bizarre, yeah. still bizarre. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I think, um, you know, I, I worked forever in agencies, nonprofits, um, uh, hospitals and, and, you know, what kind of drove me to find, you know, um, Zinni me is just feeling like, oh my God, there must be a better way. <laughs> there must be a better way. So I'm not constantly trying to make up for lost time with like spending time with my family, doing things that are important to me and still like being able to work with the kind of clients that I want to work with versus who I'm told to work with for very little money <laughs> and very, you know, and, and not enough, um, respect from people in the, you know, within the agencies. So, yeah, I love this too. The idea of like, it's a, we considered a part-time practice because of what like the world says, when you're talking about working with really intense clients, like 12 clients with really intense emotions, does that not to everybody in this room? We're like, yeah, 12 high functioning individuals that have some trauma history and some borderline traits. Does that not feel like more than enough? Like, is that not like, oh yeah, like that's that's more mm -hmm. than I could do in a week mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, right? thank so you. Have been, we have been we've been mind mind washed. We've been brainwashed <laughs> um, to create things that are not really ex not really sustainable, um, and that are not even not our highest and best. But who really loses in that scenario? right? Yeah. The clients do the clients do when we're not taking care of our highest and best, the clients are, are losing out too. So I wanted to start, um, integrating. I know we still have more people to introduce, Megan and Polina. um, but I wanted to, um, talk about, there are some questions in here about vlogging or blogging for those of you who are business schoolers. Um, number one, how impactful has blogging or vlogging been to your private practice. Can we get a raise of hands if blogging has been impactful to building your business? Okay, awesome. And how has it, did you learn what you needed to learn in business school? Like, did, is that where you learned about it? Or did you feel like I already came in? Jackie's like, I already got the blogging. I had that before I got here. 
Did you learn some more about SEO with blogging when you got here, Jackie? Okay, so we got some more SEO and how to integrate the keywords. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jackie was already like, I got this. Like, let me give me a, a space to talk. Um, so we're going to, um, inside of business school, we really focus in on finding out what makes sense for you. Um, and that could be blogging. It could be vlogging. It could be social media. And you're going to learn the pros and cons of each and how to integrate it into your marketing plan in a way that makes sense for, for you and your heart and for your ideal clients and how to do it in the most impactful way. We'll also break it up into little pieces. Like for some people, the very first step is just getting comfortable writing or vlogging. And then over time, you start to think to get into the like, oh, let me get the right keywords or key phrases. Let me up level this with fancy lighting or what have you. But we're going to break it up into pieces just to get you moving down the path because it's progress, not perfection um, more than anything else. Okay. So um, Megan, Megan and Polina still. So Megan, you want to share? Sure. Hello everybody. I'm Megan Van Meter. I live in Preston, Arizona. I am a board certified art therapist and licensed through the counseling boards in Texas, Indiana, and Arizona. And I have started a virtual practice for helping professionals who identify with burnout in the three states where I'm licensed. And for any of you who are coming to this today, crippled from workplace abuse, that is where I started when I found Zinimi totally by accident. Um, wasn't even thinking of private practice after my workplace abuse experience. And suddenly the lights slowly began to click on and I signed up for boot camp as soon as I could knowing I can't take myself in my current Play-Doh glob state and become anything without some structure and some support. So I signed up and although it's taken me a long time to just kind of clear the dust from all that and be ready, um, I feel very strong and solid about all the structures that I have created. I am ready to roll. I wanted three clients by today and they have not appeared yet, but I have done two presentations so far this year. I've done my first podcast interview. I've started blogging, which does attract SEO. I managed to get on the first page of Google for blogging for another business I did, and I didn't even know about SEO back then. So everything that the, the business school materials have to offer, and, and I'm probably only this much in because it's, it's so rich and dense, but I hear horror stories from other therapists who have private practices with missing policies and procedures, and they, they create train wrecks for themselves. And I know I'm not going to have those train wrecks, and it's because of business school boot camp. So if you feel like a glob of Play-Doh because of the abuse you've experienced in your work setting, and I know that's probably applicable to many of you, this is part of your treatment. Well, I, I want to thank you for sharing that because I think one of the things I've learned from you, Megan, is like your pace has been your healing. Yes. Right. Like it goes hand in hand. So some people will do business school and like want to rip right through it and other people are going to take take their own time and everyone has a different pace. Mm -hmm. And for you, it was healing to take, to figure out that pace for yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember did. that moment too. I, I was like, I get a little impatient sometimes, right? Like where I'm like, I'm like, so, so Megan, are, are we ready to see lions? <laughs> yeah. And can be like, nope, not yet. I'll be like, all right, are we, are we ready now? Like, no, not yet. <laughs> are we ready now? She's like, yes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Where are the clients? So now I have to do marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, well, we could do the marketing. You're like, I'm not ready to market because I'm afraid to get clients because I'm not ready. Um, so there's this fun little, little space, but I think that place too, of, um, <clears throat> of giving ourselves permission and creating scenarios where we get to, um, to finally have choice, right. To like really, truly take back choice and be in our bodies. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you, Megan. Paulina. Okay. Uh, I'm another example of the slow pace. So <laughs> And even if I have clients, I have my 12, and it's enough. You're right. Yes, you're full. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but uh, I actually remember that um, a couple of years ago, I was like preparing and like writing some uh, review for, because I am always so grateful. And I remember it took me like, I tried to like record, video record some review, like write it down. It took me like hours to write. And then today, like, okay, show up turn on the video okay I can I can just be myself here I am like you've seen me all <laughs> that uh it's all true <laughs> and that's I now like yeah I do have my goosebumps to like not like even observe myself like how much more confident and solid I feel myself in the practice and even yeah I, I still like I'm, I'm in that I finally accept my own pace mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, uh, I started and that's what I want to tell people this is such like one of the best really investment in my life you bootcamp boot camp is like really you pay it once and you have a lifetime access I can't believe it I still sometimes I can't believe I have it and yes and you can upgrade it and that's what I'm working in tap which is incredible and uh, uh, recently I, I realized that, not, not recently, I, I keep feeling that the best gift beside the information is the community. And the community here is, a, it's a community of like-minded people with the shared values, uh, who are like, this is how really we're changing the world. We like not changing, like, it's it's not politics. It's like we we are like real people when we support each other, and when we learn from each other. Uh, so I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Polina. Yeah. I have some questions. Do you want to go back from the top and see who wants to answer them? Or yeah, okay. Um, how I'm just curious of the ones that have of you that have introduced your practices and things. How many of you do social media? Do you notice not everyone's hands are raised? How many <laughs> of you do vlogging? Okay. Or blogging. How many of you do blogging? Phoebe. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> so, so listen, I have four kids. No, it's fine. I think this is, and a... I have the clients I need right now. Exactly. Yes. So because um, Hallie, I hope I say your name correctly, asked, 
Could you share a bit about social media vlogging importance and building a new practice and how the program can help with this part? So we do teach about the marketing plan and the different components, but you will see that everyone is different. And I love that you spoke up, Phoebe. I have four kids. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You know, some of us don't love social media. Some of us do. And, and we're all finding our paths to what is right for us and that intersection of what our clients need and what we're great at. Yeah. So you can start a brand new practice without doing social media and without vlogging. It is a beautiful option if you love doing it, but there are other ways. So we want to make sure that you're coming in with complete choice. And remember, when you're starting a, a new practice, one of the most powerful things you can do is get really clear on who you are and what your message is and make sure that people can hear it. And often that is people who like, know, and trust you. So those personal relationships and people that already know you to kind of connect in and learn how to do that in an impactful way. And sometimes that's just, your personal social media. That might be just your personal Facebook account. It doesn't have to be something complex. If you're someone who wants to go full force on social media, like Jackie, right? You'll definitely get the support and kind of like going and, and going all out. Um, but Which follow Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie, put your uh, handle for Instagram. Yeah. Jackie, <laughs> Sarah's all over Insta as well. About that, Con, I, you're not doing social, are you? No, yeah, I didn't think so, but yeah, Jackie and Sarah for sure. Um, checking it out, and some great examples over there. Well, um, I'm not Abby, on Instagram, I'm on Instagram, but I'm all over like Facebook, so I'll like there you go. Yeah. So, everyone exactly. is going to be different, and that's what I love. I love that everyone has different specialties, yeah, everyone has different stories that they bring to our community and experiences, and we all learn from each other. And then this beautiful intersection of what are my gifts and talents and what do I enjoy and aligning that with who do I want to serve and how can I serve them best? I love this question and I'm going to let you guys answer it um, in like one sentence. Um, somebody said, how long does the actual like boot camp or what, how does long does the actual business school experience last? So we're just going to round robin. I'm going to call names and you say what that number is for you. Sarah, how long? is the actual business school experience for you? It's ongoing. Okay. Awesome. Megan, how long is the business school experience for you? Lifetime. Phoebe, how long is the business <laughs> school experience for you? Well, I've been in two years. I will say twice a year, we have two weeks, which I count as like a giant reset. Oh, I love so that. That's the, that's the boot camp is two weeks, twice a year. Yes. Okay. Big reset awesome. for me. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Noelia. It's an ongoing. I am ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jackie. Forever. Like I talk to other boot campers like every single week. Forever. Con. Forever. Paulina. <laughs> uh, constantly, twice a week, definitely. I think until I will be in this business. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the piece is like, it, it is, it is a little bit of like, figure out what feels good and what pacing will, works well for you. But when you get into this community and you find the information and the support that you need, like, oh, it's, it's kind of magic just to know that it's, it's there. Um, and you'll get to have that access ongoing. Solange was asking, can you share about needed paperwork when starting a practice? We do cover a lot of the paperwork and it keeps growing, doesn't it, y'all? <laughs> 
really truly that it is um, we don't provide all of the clinical paperwork because it varies by state, but we do go over what you need to look at, what you need to research. We provide a court policy. For example, we, we've purchased that from someone else to be able to give to you for free. Uh, you know, your and we give you some templates for informed consent, but they're going to vary based on, again, where you're at? I think not just where you're at, but like, what do you really want and what's in your practice? So we have a documentation and detail mini course and you're going through and looking and going like, oh, well, what do I want to do with my cancellation policy? And like, is that clear? Oh, and like we give options. So there's like, here's this wording, here's that wording, here's how, how people are doing it kind of all over the country. And then we go into the next thing of like, well, what about court? Well, I never want to go to court. So I don't need a court policy. If you never want to go to court, you especially need a court policy. And that court policy needs to include a fee for court so that if you don't put anything in and somebody subpoenas you to court, you guess what? Them. You get to go. If you don't have a court policy, you're going for free and you're losing income to do that. If you have a court policy, they subpoena you, you remind them of like, oh, hey, you have to pay my day rate because I'm going to lose a whole day of, of cases. So here's the amount. And suddenly, oh my gosh, that attorney says they don't need you. Magic, right? <laughs> How do you... All of y'all feel, I know during the pandemic, we all pivoted to virtual. Some of you, how many of you have stayed virtual and not gone to brick and mortar? Or is it still do virtual? You're still doing some virtual? Okay. Yeah. Um, how has that been for you? I think someone was asking, you know, Danny asked, I'm thinking about doing telehealth and I'd love to know how to do it right. Um, what have y'all learned about doing telehealth? Well, like <laughs> there's actual courses you can take to make sure that you are on the up and up as far as delivering telehealth in the most ethical uh, and updated way. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a solid place to start. We have but a primer in business school for that mm -hmm. to help with it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think I, I'll, I'll ask this question around the group. We can do even head nods or whatever. How many of you were surprised when it came to marketing virtual or online therapy that it was a little more complicated than you originally thought? That you were like, oh, this will mean that like I can see everybody. And then we start digging in and you realize like, oh, I actually still need to market locally or I need to have specific keywords. You still as part need of to be process. strategic. It's not you attack the whole state at once. Yeah. Or the whole country at once or what have you. <laughs> like, okay, we'll do the, the, the process of it. And it's always a fun thing. Like, and we, we provide training inside of business school. And then we've actually, uh, we've been bringing in other like SEO experts to come in sometimes just so that people will be like, oh, okay. It's not just Kelly and Miranda saying this, like, this is a real thing because there are times where people are like, but what about like, maybe they don't really know their SEO stuff. And then we bring someone in who like owns an SEO. Like that's all they do is SEO to like, be like, no, we, we got you. We got, they're like, that's the same thing. Kelly and Miranda have been saying, yeah, no, we got you. <laughs> we know. Um, Danny also says, I'm nervous about the finances. Mm -hmm. and legal components of a business. Um, do you teach that part in business school? What is your experience in the money portion or the legal portion? What has made an impact? Because I know a lot of people come into owning a business with a lot of fear because we're taught to mm -hmm. fear the board, fear, you know, 
what lawsuits, all these kinds of things. And then there's also the money piece. So I think it's two part, take whatever part you'd like to answer. Yeah. How have, how, how, what have we taught you about finances and money? Um, Sarah. Not to do comparison to other people and to do kind of what works for us do what I mean like make sense for like maintaining a, a practice that we can be fully engaged in and participate in you know and that while it's important to kind of understand all you know to be aware of all this stuff from where we came from right it, the, the importance is to do what works for us yeah awesome I love it Phoebe I, I just like what works for us is what's really standing out for me. And, and because there's so many messages, especially being pre-licensed and, and I, this is a third, depends on how you count it career for me. And I, I burned out as a teacher and I love this career. I was not going to do that. And so like really the confidence that I can make the money that I need to make that I should not be going to an agency and making slightly above minimum wage um, because I don't have to, that I can do it the way that works for me. Awesome. Noelia. Yeah, I, uh, this part is you are so detailed with information that you can find everything there. So still, I, I did the two, these almost two years with you guys, but I still go there and I and I look for updates and uh, it, it it's a it's very important to have your support, in my opinion. Yeah. How many of you um, use the Excel spreadsheet to calculate your fee and your business plan? How many of you guys use that piece of paper? Right. <laughs> How many of you have um, have second guessed it and then like looked back at the Excel spreads paper and went like, oh, no, that's actually what I was supposed to do. <laughs> like like you, you've been in that place. Right. So we don't just, you know, kind of give you the the rah rah of it will help you translate. Like, what does it take resource for me to be the therapist that I want to be? Let's translate that into numbers and a business plan. And then let that calculate out our fee, right? And I think there's something, and I, I don't know if you guys, we noticed a difference when we started creating the calculator and where you just answer questions. And at the end, it says, here's the fee you should charge based on these answers, that there was a major shift where it was like, oh, like, oh, this isn't like a number that I made up. This isn't a number based on how many years of experience or what the person down the thing was charging. This is just based on a business plan and the cost of doing business. Like that's it. And then it takes away the, the personal, like, am I worth blank amount? You know, it's like, no, like this is just what it costs to do the business. Right. It's not like, is a big Mac worth whatever dollars? It doesn't really matter. The question is, what are the numbers that make sense for McDonald's to continue their business and continue to be open? Hey, okay. Stara, I see you. Hey. Can I say something, I that, Miranda? Yeah. yeah. I, for me, that last point you made really, in terms of like money, really helped me actually be able to charge a fee and separate like what's worth 
like what is my therapy worth? What am I worth? These kinds of things, because it's so hard to not do sliding scale. Um, and when we did, when I did the calculator and went, you know, you you all were really good about like back and forth, back and forth. So many of us having issues around sliding scale and charging a high fee higher than like for me was ever that I charged before. And then just like making that separation like was life-changing. Like I can say like, this is just what it costs to do business. That's all. Of course, that's like not affordable for everyone. Like it just isn't. And I can't actually pay all my bills because everything is was written down. Yeah. And it also changed how I think about businesses in life, like in general, like what they charge. Because I started to realize, oh, like businesses have to do this. They actually have to figure out what does it cost to put out a product? What does it cost for shelf space? What does it cost for not just like the rent, but like just all these things that it, I also started to approach businesses different. Like, oh, this this is what it costs for them to do business. Um, this is just what something costs. It's not personal. It's not against me. It's not against anyone. I don't know, just that piece really has just like settled something in me around money and fee that I think if that's all I ever got, which it's not, but if that's all I ever got from, from boot camp and working with y'all, it's just that that alone would be huge because it was so hard for me. I, I think there like the the statement that's coming up is like that we're able to untie shame from money that there was something like so connected in with money being connected to this sense of like shame of like shaming myself, shaming other people, maybe even a little bit of like all of these pieces of like, Oh, this is, there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with me. There's some, like, everybody's got something and love to be like, Oh no, like good or bad in our particular society. Right. This is just a resource that we need. And like, everybody's doing their best. And I'm doing my best. And I, I know that I've run my numbers and I'm doing this from a place of like deep conviction of, I want to do great work. I want to have an impact on people. And I want to make sure that I can take care of myself because I don't know about for y'all, like no one's coming to take care of me. Maybe Kelly, Kelly would take care of me, but like <laughs> no one's like coming to like save me financially. Like it, it is on me. Yeah, you know, no one's coming to like take care of my vacation or my sick fund. Like I'm not going to GoFundMe to say, hey, something happened. Can y'all help? Like that's, that's that's very far down the line. Not, again, not to shame that, but it's just like, that's that's my reality, right? Um, thank you for, for, for sharing that, Con. I really appreciate it. <sighs> Dara, do you want to introduce yourself since you you popped on and we haven't heard from you as of yet? I am uh, sorry. I took a while to get here. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Setting scenes. Uh, share your, <laughs> your experience of um, in like a couple of minutes of your practice, where it was before you found business school and what it looks like today. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, I can do that. So uh, I'm Stara Shakti. Hi, everyone. I know some of you and many of you I don't. So welcome. And um, let's see, I just celebrated one year in private practice on my own as a licensed therapist. Yay! And um, I'm in a really different place than I was uh, when I first started boot camp. 
so a lot of things happened around the same time last October. I started boot camp. I also got a VA a virtual assistant, which changed my business and my life because um, she keeps me really organized. And boot camp, one of the, I would agree with Khan. One of the biggest things that um, came for me was, oh, I can raise my fees. Like I'm allowed to do that, and um, I can take care of myself. And my where my practice was like eighty percent sliding scale, mm. um, and uh, you know just like twenty percent, maybe fifteen twenty percent full fee. It's like reversed and most of my client uh, uh practice most of my clients are um like my full fee which is 200 and uh, i think i'm around 10 right now because i just i lost a bunch when i raised my fees i was sliding scale people mm-hmm. and that was very emotional for me to mm-hmm. make that decision and to lose some of those clients that i really loved working with but couldn't afford my fee and now more are coming. So I had a little gap last couple months, and I would, but I was trusting, and I was like, they're coming, and I'm working on my website now, and I'm very excited and like passionate, and just um, yeah, bootcamp just gave me the permission and the confidence, like to just go like full on, like just like be me and shine brightly and um I'm just learning I'm learning so much um but I think the biggest thing is the is that confidence like why not me like I can totally do this right so I one one other thing is I didn't grow up in a um any kind of entrepreneurial family so um I this whole mindset of like being a business owner is like yeah it's somebody shaking your head that's completely that's been completely, that was completely new for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel confident now as a business woman. Mm-hmm. And um, I know. <laughs> and Phoebe's uh, affirming yeah. that too for herself. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So I see a lot of, you know, like head nods. So yeah. Um, it's very cool just knowing that like, uh, like Kelly and Miranda and this whole community is like just, there for me I have sometimes I've hardly tapped into the chats but like when I have I've gotten really good information and feedback and stuff and uh it's very cool I could kind of go on right right now forever <laughs> but I'm gonna shut up because but I think that I, I want to pop into one thing that you that Please. you talked about um in particular I think for people who are listening who are starting out when you are shifting from something that's unsustainable like with the sliding scale or with low paying insurance companies or what have you, you're making that transition. It can be kind of a, it's a big mindset shift to move from number of clients to weekly income, right? Mm -hmm. So Stara's number of clients is down, but her weekly income is up, (laughs) (laughs) right? right, So there's this weird thing that happens too. And again, creating something to say like, oh, I need this to be sustainable. I can't replicate in my for-profit business, the sliding scale that this other nonprofit does with $5 million in grants or $10 million in grants. And I'm trying to do that while I can't pay my student loans and I'm on income repayment 
wait, right. what is happening here? The, right. the, and I, an income repayment for the thing that I got schooling for so I could be doing the work I'm doing. Like something's not making sense in this whole process. So when we start to like, again, kind of take the power back and say, you know what? I, I do want to give back, but I can't give back out of my main income. I can't give back out of starving. I need to create a sustainable income, create a sustainable business, and then I can give back to local nonprofits financially, or I could give back to financial or to nonprofits with my time, but I'm not going to, right? Basically go, I don't have any gas in my car, but I'm just going to go and like put people on my back and like run them around. Like what is (sighs) happening y'all? Like we taking that, that power back, I think is so important. Um, so again, for anyone who's listening, whether you're business school or not, when you start to make that transition, you can't look at, okay, oh my gosh, my caseload went from 15 to eight. Mm. You have to start looking at your weekly income. My yes. weekly income was 1,500 week one. I see half as many clients. Oh, my weekly income is 1600. That was weird. <laughs> like I only mm-hmm. have these clients, but here's what that looks like. And then like, oh, now it's this, now it's that. The way we you look, look at, at numbers that. change. Yeah. Yeah. For time Pretty sake, similar to what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Since this really, this Q&A is focused on starting, mm-hmm. I would love to hear from each of you, your kind of encouragement, what you have to say to someone who's thinking of starting or is just scared of starting, what do you have to tell them about this process? Jackie. (laughs) I see the wheels turning in your head. The wheels are turning. I'm just like processing, like all the money mindset, all the stuff, private practice, all the things. And I think one of the best things that I've just been telling myself over this last year in business, like if I don't invest in me, nobody's going to invest in me. And I want to have the tools to actually show up better for my clients and just better for myself and my business. So I think, you know, if you want to make business school boot camp work, you're going to make it work and you're not going to have a question about it at the end of the day. So that's all I got to say. I'm part-time rapper too, if you can't tell, not really. Though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what would you say though, Jackie, to someone who's like thinking of starting being on the other side of it? Because I remember when you were leaving the group practice and how like that felt for you. So what, do you have anything to add to that part? Like somebody that's thinking of starting like boot camp, mm-hmm. yeah, or starting like their own scared of like leaving something or, you know, or will it work for will me? It work? I, I don't know. This is like, like, this is such a huge risk. Like, mm-hmm. no risk, no reward. It'll fucking work. <laughs> and I only know that because I'm pro. So, I mean, again, like you got to put yourself first and you got to step into your power with that. And you know, you can either stay stuck at that group practice, that mental health agency or clinic setting, it's always going to be there. And you can create a business of your dreams if you so choose to do so. So I would say step in and do what's best for you. That's probably what you would tell a client to do. So why don't we tell ourselves to do that too? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Phoebe. Oh, Polina's raising hands. Oh, Polina. Oh, we'll do Polina and then Phoebe. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say like, just fast. I, because I remember that. Okay. First, if you've never been in your own business and I've never been, and I'm first in my family who like started the business, it's going to feel horrible first year. Horrible, just overwhelming. So 
it's just overwhelming. You think like you never like get get it all. And like in year two or three, it feels like wow, it all makes sense. That's actually simple. That's so it's logical. Guys, it's actually easy then um treat the complex trauma because it's logical. And so uh just do it. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so I guess I would say like that, that it can feel really big and overwhelming. And what, what I have loved about my experience with business school is that you can take it one step at a time. And so I think like, I'm naturally sort of a slower paced person than a lot of people. Like I saw in grad school that other people whipped out their papers much faster. And I sometimes feel like with business school, like there are people who are going much faster, but, um, but that's okay too. Cause like I could start and take a couple steps and get a website up and start getting clients. And like my goal for this next round of boot camp is I'm tackling that part-time to full-time, figuring out what I need in place to make that jump. Um, because it is a big jump. I'll be giving up like a benefited, you know, regular salary and, um, and I need to know that everything's in place, but I have the tools to like figure that out. What is the everything that needs to be in place? And so moving at my pace, I can build a business again, that's gonna be sustainable for me. And I have the confidence that that actually can exist in this world. So I love it. Mm. Anyone else, Stara? Um, just to dovetail on that. Um, I kind of wish I had already been in boot camp when I first got licensed and launched my own private practice. Um, because the reason I say that is because like the first six months of my practice is so much more stressful than the second six months. Cause I came into a business school for therapists about halfway through my first year, like mm-hmm. October last year, mm-hmm. I got licensed March of last year. And I, there's such a, it's like night and day. There's such a big difference. And the first six months before I joined, before I hired my VA, um, I was like just drowning in the like mm-hmm. admin stuff. And I don't even do that much admin paperwork, but like I had um, just super bills like backed up for, for I, mean, I just, I just, I was like really overwhelmed. Like I was just so frazzled and um, trying to do it all myself. That was my big shift, like trying to do it all myself, right? As opposed to asking for help, which is something Kelly and Miranda have really been um, like encouraging me to do, which is really hard, which has been hard given my background and my, you know, my, my, um, you know, my childhood or whatever. So um, I now realize that, I mean, the big shift for me was like, so first six months, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing it all myself. I'm like, this is like a big burden, right? I'm overwhelmed by everything I have to do and I can't even do it, all of it, you know? And, uh, and the shift was to, I need a, like a business dream team. Like, and that's, that's what, that's what Kelly and Miranda, they're part of my business dream team and my coach Eden, cause I'm also mm-hmm. in the tap program and to get more accountability. Cause like Phoebe, like I, I, I'm been slow to boot camp and first, um, <clears throat> six months like I, I'm I feel like I'm just starting to like dive into the resources and get the support uh because I'm finally learning to to say yes I need help can can 
can people help me? And uh, and then it's just like the burden is just it's just so much lifted off of me. I don't have to do this all by myself. No, <laughs> I don't have to do it all by myself, and I don't have to do it in this way that's not sustainable for me. And it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to it feel have... heavy. Oh, this is something I've been doing some personal retreat work, and there's been to, like it can be easy. And I can ask for help, like let people help me have been. And it's so interesting that, that like, this is part of the work of business school mm-hmm. that like, I'm still learning fully to take it myself. Take it what we teach. <laughs> ah, yeah. Interesting how that works. Y'all. All right, Sarah. Um, so my experience with opening my practice was, um, it had been brewing for a while, like a long time. And what I've come to realize is when I started from scratch and I started all these things, I felt like I had to do all these things like yesterday and everything, everything felt urgent. Everything felt like I needed to have it done like yesterday, you know, and there's no reason that we have to solve every single thing right this second. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it's okay to like, um, when I opened my practice, like I, I gave myself permission that I was going to screw up. You know, like they're, they're gonna, you know, and, and that's the beauty of kind of being, um, you're in charge of your own business that you're not going to get a naughty note in from the program administer, you know, administrator saying you didn't do your note on time, or you didn't do this, that, and the other thing, like, or you, you know, didn't have the right schedule, you know, it was, it, it, it's nice to not feel um, so pressured to have this picture perfect thing right away and being able to kind of grow and process and, and, and progress through the journey of like private practice, you know, like opening it from this, from the beginning, you know? So that was just, that's my take. Thank you. You don't have to be perfect. What? What? (laughs) Megan. Um, my experience, I alluded to, I had a previous business before. It wasn't a private practice, but it was a part-time thing. I didn't know what I was doing because my job was so overwhelming. I did not have time to develop all the business skills I needed. So I took little courses here and there that the city was offering and did the best I could. And it failed. And I spent a lot of money Mm -hmm. and the amount of money that one spends on a business school enrollment that is lifetime is nothing compared to the amount of money you can lose, you know, and I'm speaking for myself, but people do lose money by not really knowing what they're doing with business. And it's so hard to figure it all out yourself. It's so much easier to have the carpet rolled out in front of you and be told, look at this, check that out. Here's a resource, blah, 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 and get that kind of support and you're not alone in business school um, through Zinimi. There's a community. And the more you engage in your community, the less alone you are. And whereas before my business, I was alone. So that wasn't really reinforcing at some point. So yeah, this is just a fabulous way to get things started on the right note. I love it. Oh my goodness. And then... Um... I guess I'll just, I'll say as we kind of wrap up um, before we move into the struggling, we're going to have a whole nother group of people for people that want to do or ask questions about like that struggle bus place. Um, as you can see, sometimes people 
start with us when they're starting from scratch. Sometimes it's a second business, sometimes it's a third career, and sometimes it's the struggle bus. Um, for those of you who, um, uh, you know, somebody says like, I'm on the fence, like, is this really worth it? Like, is business school worth it? It's like $2,000, that feels like a ton of money. Um, what would you say to them in like one sentence or um, in one sentence? Go. I made a profit my first quarter. Sounds good. Awesome. Phoebe. So it paid for itself. <laughs> In a year, it will be your weekly income. Weekly. Stara. I mean, I put it in there. I, I definitely think that it's um, a worthy investment and yourself and your business, because it's not just about business, like it's about life and how to have balance and how to enjoy your life, not just, you know, make money and be successful, you know, kind of materially, but <clears throat> Colleen Miranda, like, uh, he, I mean, great, great guides, like life guides, I feel. So I'm very grateful. <laughs> for the person I'm becoming, like not just a businesswoman, but the person I'm becoming. Like, yeah. Sorry, the person you are. You are. That you're given permission to be out in the world. I am. <laughs> the person you're allowing to be seen. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Thank you. I, I think business school gives more than it cost actually. It's so comprehensive. Thanks. Awesome. Jackie. There we go. <laughs> um, I would say that that money is going to be made up so fast and then some, like in your practice, personally and professionally. And there's no doubt about it. Like, go to the source where they have it all and everything's updated. Like even the fucking, what is it? The no, whatever act, like the bill or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all were on it like that when it came out. And so it's just really helpful to know that that lifetime access, like, I don't really think it's fair to put a price on it because it's just like, so good. If that makes sense. Like, I mean, because the information is so rich and so updated and like, you know, it's, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> it's just really, really great for everything that you get. You get that. Awesome. And- awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, I know one, it's one quick thing, one quick thing. Yeah. It's, 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 at, at first it, it feels like a lot of money, but like now looking back on it, it's like 10 sessions, it's like <laughs> 10 client sessions. Yeah. You're it. like, it's my one God. private pay client and my private pay clients stay for 20 sessions. So it's half a client. <laughs> you know, it's worth it. I want to say thank you to everyone who has shown up to share their story about starting a practice, being here to share your love for business school. I know you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot to us that you are willing to take the time out of your day. So please know that we take that very to heart and we are grateful to you. And for those of you who are here to ask the questions, thank you. You can keep asking the questions. We're going to move into 
the practices that are struggling and working to be filled up. But I just want to say thank you to each of you for being here. I love each of you. It's just so great to like remember. It's nice to go down a memory lane, I guess, so to speak, and think about where you were when you came here and where you've been and also where it's still going. I mean, we're not done. We're still growing and evolving. And I can't wait to see you in the next live working session. And for those of you in TAP tomorrow (laughs) in office hours. So I think that's the part too, for me, there was like, I was like, wait, Star just joined in the fall. Like she just joined in October. Like, wait a second. Like, is that really? Does it seem like longer? Huh? It seems like longer. Yeah, it feels like I've known you forever. It does. Like that's the piece that's so much fun is like it starts to be in this place and and we will get, we'll be like, wait, how, what's happening? Like, because it starts, you guys all start to get into our hearts in this beautiful way. So anywho, we'll go ahead and let people log off that need to go. Sweet. Yes. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. Just a reminder, if you want some support in your private practice, we have an upcoming free training on creating a subpoena process. So check it out at zinnime.com and we'll see you next time.